right, everyone. Welcome to another Make Happiness podcast. I believe we're on episode eight now. I brought in another guest, and this week we have a very, this is a longtime friend, and I've known him for probably about eight years now. It's been a while. I mean, you want to introduce yourself, Danny? Yeah, I can introduce myself. Uh, I'm Danny Konopowski. Uh Yeah, I'm another local Bloomington guy. I yeah. learned a lot of things about happiness from this man, Ian Price, over here. Thanks for having <laughs> me on your show, man. I'm a big supporter. Of course. I appreciate you coming on. I thought it would be really cool to interview someone who I've known for a long time and someone who's kind of you doing your own thing with your own passion, following your own dream and doing what you want to do. So I thought it'd be a perfect fit. Yeah, man. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to get started. All right. Well, let's hear a little bit more about yourself, you know, with some background stuff. Who, like... I know, obviously, you just said you're from Bloomington, but, like, what'd you study, you know, what are you doing, like, that kind of thing? Sure, yeah, yeah, like I said, you know, I grew up right here in Bloomington, um, I've got one older brother, and we were both raised by my mom, mm-hmm. um, you know, when somebody asked me to tell them about myself, if they know Justin, they probably already know the other half of me, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean, you know, I'm a big family guy, so I spend a lot of time with my family, um, sure. that's number one to me, but I'm also, you know, a I like to pride myself on being an individual, following my own passion, my own ambitions, mm-hmm. and um, which I know you've done a lot. You've I have, <laughs> yeah, and I'd like to keep it going. You know, I mean, there's there's a lot this world has, and um, there's a lot more that we could give it, and there's a lot more that we can get from it. Um, right, which is awesome. Yeah, so I mean, it's yeah. I was I was just gonna say it's important to stay a, stay being a student. You know, you might mm-hmm. you know in school I studied economics, but you okay. know, what I learned from economics is that we can always learn more from everything else. And yeah, yeah, being economics being the study of you know how people work and just rationalism. It's the world's not exactly rational most of the time. We're pretty much <laughs> more emotional if you ask me. And that's, um, a, that's a good statement. I like that. Yeah, it's ever changing, and it's important for us to stay open minded. Otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure what we can accomplish. When you were going to school for, uh, was that your plan kind of along? You wanted to go into econ no. and do that? What, what did you want to do? I had no idea, and that's kind of the funny thing, because I look at where I am today compared to, you know, four or five years ago. Yeah, um, what are you doing now? years ago. Um, today I work on an investment team at Merrill Lynch, and okay. I'm kind of following my passion of mm-hmm. understanding the financial markets, and one thing that I hope to take this someday is to start kind of a foundation uh, for teaching students before they turn 18 things like investing oh, financial right. planning because i think you know i'll get probably off on a tangent here about our education <laughs> system if you let me but um, i mean we've had a couple of those already so i'm sure well i just <laughs> i just think you know it's important to know these things and it's not in classes right now and if it is it's mm-hmm. an elective and a lot of people don't know to take it so at the very least i think you know doing classes or something i mean in the future i'd like to do something where I can introduce these principles to people at a young age, where if they start right. on the right path from the day they turned 18, mm-hmm. you know, you can truly follow your passion instead of just following money. Yeah, that's a, I like that. And so they're more, you know, set and they have a more understanding about investing and how to manage their money. And Yeah, I mean, and, and I think that's, you know, I, I think it's true if you do something you love, you don't work a day in your life, but at mm-hmm. the same time, um, if you're following your passion, you might not make the money that you need to make in order to live the life you want. I mean, people want to sure. be teachers and we need teachers, but we don't exactly pay our teachers enough for them to, you know, want to be teacher. People go to school yeah. to become engineers, doctors, lawyers, right. you know, it's things like that because mm-hmm. they're following the money. Yeah. That's their passion for a lot of them too. But, um, I, I mean, if you start off with, you know, the day you're 18, you're working a side job or something, you start building up these funds, planning for your everyday yeah. life you can be a teacher and retire with a million bucks i mean mm-hmm. you can you can make those dreams happen right and that's going to lead to a lot you know a lot less people looking for jobs because they think they have to make money and you know, yeah. people that are satisfied with you know everyday jobs that we need mm-hmm. you can do that strong and successfully uh yeah i think that's a really good point and i think that we need to have more of that in our education system but i really wanted to backtrack a little bit to talk about when you were mentioned what did you vision yourself doing before you are uh, now with investing and all that? Like, did you see yourself doing that or what did you see yourself doing? Yeah. Um, so I grew up working at a country club here in Bloomington, Minnesota Valley and represent, represent, shout out. Um, maybe I'll get a free membership out of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I started off just caddying there. I was 12 years old. Uh, mm-hmm. My brother was 13 but at the time. Is golfing a big passion then? Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, and I think, I mean, that's a tol- totally different story there, but I guess 
Um, you know, starting starting working that young one, you learn yeah. work ethic right off the bat. I oh mean, yeah, no doubt. You're 12, 13 years old, and mm-hmm. you're carrying a bag that's the same size as you. <laughs> <laughs> your, your golfer doesn't exactly appreciate it because, well, you're not the best caddy when you're 12, 13. Right. Um, but you know, you you make a decent chunk of change. You get cash right off the bat, and then I suppose a couple years later, you know exactly how to play the course, and people mm-hmm. start appreciating that. But that you know, it teaches you expertise at a very small level, but at the same time, like I said, it's the work ethic. Oh yeah, no doubt. I know when I started too, I had a paper route when I was like twelve, thirteen too. So I know the same thing. Like you had yeah. to wrap them up, put them in bags every, and they had to go out every Thursday. And I did the same thing, and I wouldn't have done it without my mother. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Some days you don't want to wake up, and then your mom ends up driving you around, and you're throwing <laughs> papers out the window, but you just claim it. No, no, I did that. <laughs> Um, but See, I always got yelled at for biking through yards because I would just ride my bike across the neighborhood and I would just ride through everyone's yard. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd leave tire marks like through the grass and through their flowers and stuff. What do you expect? <laughs> just trying to make a living out here. <laughs> um, but I guess so I worked throughout high school and then going into college, I guess coming out of high school, um, money was never, you know, I never had a lot of money growing up. We weren't mm-hmm. uh, affluent family by any stretch. Like I said, it sure. was two brothers one mother and she provided as best as she could but Mm -hmm. um you know it's not like we can just write our own check to go to a private school right out of high school or anything like that yeah not to mention i didn't know what i wanted to do justin my brother wanted to do some sort of engineering and i'm you know Mm -hmm. i'm like oh that sounds good you know i like math um i like building things so yeah maybe i'll do that so that was my initial thought and Mm -hmm. i went to normandale community college here sure um Actually ended up being part of their Academy of Math and Science. Which, oh, really? Yeah, that helped huh. me pay for the classes that I wanted to take and also kind of helped me develop what I wanted to go to school for. Okay. And kind of had that reverse effect because as I'm thinking, I want to go for engineering or maybe even be a math teacher, I thought about. Um, turns out you have to go to, like, Calculus 6. Um, wow. Which sounds fun and all, but I decided against it. That sounds um, horrible. I would never horrible. do that. Horrible. Um but the classes that I really enjoyed were, you know, they had, you have to take economics mm-hmm. in the first, like, two years or so of school. Right. And we had a class, like, economics in high school, but it wasn't nearly to this level, and it really intrigued me. Yeah, it wasn't as in-depth or anything. Yeah. And I, I, I liked it because it was kind of, you know, you're studying how people work mm-hmm. versus just, you know, how to crunch numbers. Not that that, you know, I mean, not that that's a bad skill to have, obviously, but I just right. mean, like I, I'm more intrigued on why the world works the way it works versus yeah. just being another part of it, mm-hmm. which um, is a cool thing. And that's why I thought this podcast would be really good, because I know you and me have a lot of the same or similar like mindsets and yeah. thought process. Yeah. And you got to know these things. I mean, mm-hmm. how, how the world reacts to certain types of things. It's just right. It helps you game plan more, because mm-hmm. if you want to make some kind of a change or a difference, you and have to know what the externalities are going to be of that. Was there a certain point when you kind of had that realization of like, oh, wow, I'm kind of aware of all of these things going on or I'm paying attention to all these things happening or, you know what I mean? I'm more focused and I'm aware of what's going on around me. Yeah, I think so. And I think a lot of that came from. So I I guess I didn't finish my college route. I went to Normandale, then I ended up transferring over to St. Thomas and finishing up school there. But yeah, they give you a great transfer scholarship and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the things that I love the most about economics and just learning about how things worked is you learn it from people you don't need to learn it from a teacher you can oh yeah yeah i mean everything's applicable when you're starting to talk to somebody whether you're trading pokemon cards when you're eight years old or (laughs) stuff like that i mean it's literally learning how to trade learning fair value of things right um and just like i said people are emotional more than they are rational you you make emotional decisions every day whether you're ordering something off of a food menu Mm -hmm. or you're you know selling a vehicle a jeep for instance (laughs) or just your house i mean like yeah, yeah. Uh, I learned this from my realtor the other day. It's like if, if you want to put in an offer at a house, write a personal note to the seller. And right. they're more likely to choose you because mm-hmm. they're looking at that. They're like, okay, you know, depending on what the story is, if you got a good sappy story or, I mean, yeah, yeah. or not, if it's, it's just, true. It's more relatable and it's, yeah. Yeah, and somebody selling a house for 200000 mm-hmm. isn't going to care if you're a couple grand short, but, you know, mm-hmm. if they like you, they're going to feel better about that. And it's just, yeah, that's the other side of economics. That's mm-hmm. behavioral economics. The emotional stuff that you were mentioning earlier. Exactly. And I think that that drives our economy so much more than we give it credit for. Okay. And it's funny to see that, especially at a like a bare level where all of us are today when we just see our friends, mm-hmm. we see our families, we see our family's friends. Yeah. And 
just how people operate. It's a lot different. I mean, like I said, teachers can't teach everything. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, there's, there's a million things you can learn mm-hmm. from somebody, but there's a million more things you can learn from observing the world around you. Yeah, and there's, a, there's one quote I remember. I don't know where I saw it, but it was like, it was interesting how if a student has to learn six subjects, but a teacher can't teach six subjects, which is interesting, and they expect the student to learn all of those. A rock and a hard place. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, so I want to move on a little bit and talk about um, what does uh, happiness and self-fulfillment kind of mean to you? You know, like, where do you, where do you find that? Where do you get that from out of your life? Man, I mean, those two things are everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, depending on your view of it, right? I mean, I guess I look at happiness and I think about it as what was yeah, the first thing comes to mind. I mean, uh, it's family, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's your connections to the rest of the world. And I mean, even if you don't have a big family, I have mm-hmm. you know two other members of my family, my mom and my brother. Sure. But it's more than that. I mean, it's like your friends become your family. Your friends' mm-hmm. family becomes your family. It's those are all yeah. the lives that you touch through your day to day decisions. Mm-hmm. And it's like that is happiness that human connection yeah happiness isn't about your own happiness it's about how much happiness are you providing the world okay and how can you how can you give somebody else something like that i mean that's the best best gift in the world right mm-hmm. and i think that runs back to self-fulfillment mm-hmm. um i actually i've been through a million of these debates i feel like in uh, <laughs> philosophy classes in school where it's like okay if, well people are nice to other people because it makes them feel good. Isn't that, you know, we are inherently selfish? Yeah, we touched on that in a couple of podcasts prior. Yeah, I mean, it's I crazy. think it's, it's an interesting thought, but I just shut that mm-hmm. down because I feel like there's a deeper meaning, right? I mean, why does it make us feel good? Mm-hmm. We don't do it to feel good. We do it and we do feel good. Yeah. And why is that? I don't know the answer. That's just maybe it's in our DNA. Right. But it's not a self, you know, it's not a self action. It's not an act of selfishness. It's yeah. just this is what happens because mm-hmm. I'm doing something good somebody else is happy about it sure. i do feel good but that's not why i do it it's but just i got a question when it, so let's say you're holding the door open for someone you know if you, if you do that like every day for your entire life when you're in your 40s it's not you're not going to get that same good feeling as you would when you did it when you were 19 18 because you've been doing it for uh, like 20 years you know maybe maybe not i mean you're holding the door for different people right Okay, that's a fair point. You know, it's like I, I hold the door open for somebody every single day. Mm-hmm. Every day I go into work, and, you know, if you go to work at the same time as most people. Maybe there's someone else walking through the door. Somebody's walking through the door with you. Yeah. And you hold the door. It gives you a reason to start a conversation with somebody. I mean, especially that's in the true. morning, people don't want to talk. Well, mm-hmm. they, they, maybe Some people they do, do. Yeah. But they don't have the energy to mm-hmm. go out of their way to say hi to somebody. Nor should they necessarily. I mean, sometimes if I'm having a rough morning, I don't necessarily want to have a conversation <laughs> either. But right. For somebody else to hold the door for me, I say thank you every time. And you smile. They feel better about their day. And that's mm-hmm. how you, that's starting your day off on the right side of the bed, right? Sure. Whether you're opening it for somebody else and they smile or vice versa. Yeah, no doubt. That was actually I talked about. It's funny that you mentioned smiling because my, <laughs> my last blog last week, I talked about how, you know, smiling is really contagious. You know, if you're in a room and you start smiling or you're laughing with a buddy or whatever, other people around you are just going to subconsciously start smiling and like yeah. ha- feel that same feeling. Absolutely. Especially mm-hmm. if it's natural, you know, yeah. you're out there, you're happy. People love that. Mm-hmm. It's a really weird thing to like uh, comprehend because I don't know why that happens, but it's just, you know, the people around you, they just, it's contagious. People you know? want to be happy. I mean, there's no reason not to. I, I can't think of a single person that doesn't want to be happy unless you're i mean you got to be i I just i don't see i mean there's i think there's hope for everybody right if you want to be happy there Mm -hmm. is a way to become happy or to increase your happiness and maybe that is sharing it with somebody else well how do you find happiness when you know there's kind of it's a negative situation or you're having that rough day in the morning you don't want to talk to anyone how do you how do you get that happiness and how do you find that positivity i mean that's the golden question right (laughs) <laughs> and it's it's a different answer for everybody you talk to, I guess. That's true, but I'm curious what yours is. Sure, God, you know I've you know I've been through a few heartaches of my own through mm-hmm. life. Definitely. And I uh, I think it's important to not sweat the little things, and sometimes you just got to think about the world. It's all little things. I mean, yeah, terrible things happen, but nobody in is nobody is in a unique situation. I mean, if something's happened to you, it's happened to somebody else. Yeah, I lo- that's a good statement. I like yeah, that. Yeah, and it's and I just think you know people can feel alone if they get into a bad situation. Oh yeah, and that can really 
hurt their self-confidence or hurt Mm -hmm. where they go from there. And I think if you kind of look at the world from a broader stance Mm -hmm. and think, you know what, I'm not unique in this situation. Somebody else is going through this too or something else. You can kind of not to say brush it off, but you can use it and build off of it and say, okay, what am I going to do from here? Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody gets knocked down. Oh yeah, no doubt. Get back up Mm -hmm. and kind of find pride in that. And I think that's to answer your question. The thing that makes me happy is, you know, other people, it's a little things like from a positivity standpoint, somebody smiles at me randomly. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm going to wonder why I'm going to think it's funny if anything, but yeah, yeah. Which I've done that to you yeah, multiple times. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like going best day of my life. Really? <laughs> <laughs> best day. Yeah. I thought yesterday was the best day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's the little things you put them together and you don't sweat the other little things that don't go great. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, bad days happen. Good days happen too. Yep. And Use the bad days to strengthen yourself, move forward, mm-hmm. and then feel good about doing that. Yeah. It's an accomplishment. It's like make your bed in the morning. First thing you do, they say, mm-hmm. to start your day off with a little accomplishment. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's an accomplishment to fight through adversity at the same point. Like if whatever's going on in your life, you fight through it. You feel good about fighting through it. Exactly. And then when you get to the end of it or you feel like you're finally, you know, past that uh, dark moment, you have a self like. Um, Self-fulfillment. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's crazy. It is crazy. But the hard part is trying to get to that point because sometimes, like, if you dig your, not even digging yourself, but if you fall into a hole, it's it's sometimes you can't see yeah. that side of it because you're so engulfed in what's going on that you can't look at that side of it's okay, it's gonna get better because you're just stuck. Yeah, you, you need are. to have support, right? I mean, yeah, that's true. You can't do anything in this world alone. I'm a firm mm-hmm. believer in that. No matter what, if you're, a, I mean, you can't be selfish and expect to seriously have success. People look at mm-hmm. success in a different way. But to me, if I'm going to define success, I'm talking about happiness. Yeah, mm-hmm. money is important. I mean, you can't, I mean, you can't avoid that. Yeah. People want to make a decent living. Right. And be able to provide things for themselves and their families. Mm-hmm. But at the bottom line, I mean, you want to have a family. You want to have friends. You want to be Yeah, you want to have a good life. Right? Yeah. And I think that that's, that's what defines success. How do you get mm-hmm. there? You have to be comfortable in your own skin. You have mm-hmm. to be, be who you are. And you're yep. going to naturally connect with people that are either similar or maybe very different. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of the interesting part, right? You don't have to be anything like somebody else to be friends with them. Oh, yeah, totally. And that's kind of, if you have mutual respect for somebody, I mean, you completely opposite views politically. Really, I mean, you talk about the main things people aren't supposed to talk about. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But if you kind of respect somebody as a person, you don't get caught up in that. Like I said, it's just a little thing. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. I like that a lot because I was um, in my last blog, too. I touched on that kind of being yourself and not caring what other people think of you being comfortable in your own skin, which is awesome that you kind of brought that up. Yeah, dude. But uh, so moving on to another question, I want to touch on, you know, uh, how do you you go back to talking about making money and starting a family and all that stuff? How do you balance those between, you know, your work life, your hobbies, like playing golf, you know, hanging out with your girlfriend, hanging out with your wife, whatever the case may be? How do you find how, how do you prioritize everything so you have a balance? That's another tough question. Dude. Do you think you're doing that or are you struggling with that or, you know, what I are think, your yeah, I think everybody struggles with that. I mean, mm-hmm. I think if you got that down to a T, then geez, props for you because <laughs> I don't know how you did it. But right. I, think, I don't think that's normal. I think it's normal to struggle with that because you think it's normal to have an imbalance of that. Absolutely. And I th- almost think it might be a good thing because I think that, mm. I mean, if everything is so structured in your life where you're like, you know, from scheduled yeah, and six to nine, I'm at the gym from nine to five. I'm at work from five to 10. I'm with my family and I right. sleep in between. It's like, okay, what happens when you get a day off? I mean, what do you, do you plan for? I guess I just, I like yeah, to live yeah. my life spontaneously. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need structure, of course. Yeah. But I think, I mean, it's, it's fun when you get surprised by something like it. I think surprises are awesome. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Whatever the case may be, I, I try and mix my day up. You leave in from where I park in the morning. I try and park somewhere different <laughs> every day. You stay sharp that way. I like you know, that. You don't develop patterns. And I kind of like the idea of not necessarily developing a pattern for certain things. Do you have any daily routines that you do are like very strict on or anything in the morning that you have to do or that, you know, you kind of like have set in a schedule? You got to brush your teeth every morning. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one for a start. No, um, I guess I do try and you know what? I try and do make your bed every morning on weekends. Mm -hmm. I tend to slack, but I think uh, I mean, everyone has those days. (laughs) Yeah. But during the week, though, I do think it's nice. I mean, you wake up in the morning. um, You just 
I, I love it when the sun's out. The winter time when there's no sun, I just it's tougher to wake up. I think. Okay. But in the morning sunshine this time of year, I mean, it's like I feel great. Wake mm-hmm. up. You make your bed. You do feel good about doing something like that. You brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, Get the coffee going or whatever. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I drink the office co- office coffee. And, um, <laughs> hey, that's fair. <laughs> it's free. It's free, and it <laughs> does the same thing. Um, yeah. But my my routine, yeah, like I don't I don't stick to anything specific. I try and do a lot of things in my day, and I think if mm-hmm. your day's not hectic, then you probably didn't have enough things going on. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's an know, interesting answer. I feel that's a, that's a good one. I, I like that. If if there's everybody says you know if there's more time in the day, you can make more time in most days. But sometimes yeah. you know rest mm-hmm. is important. It's very important to get. I was gonna say, do you sleep. like or do you no just sit and relax, or do you ever just do nothing? You know, do you think it's good to have those times? I as try well? and schedule out time to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well i thought you don't like scheduling but it's man. like meditation man i mean i think that it's like i i would love i've never gone to a meditation class i would love to my girlfriend has gone and she's invited mm. me but i haven't made the time to do it um but i think i mental health is so important and especially oh, yeah. at this time in life a lot of people are doing jobs that maybe they don't want to do for the rest of their life but they mm. need the paycheck right now yep and if you're stressed out doing something that maybe you don't love yet too it's like you got to find time to do your own thing mm-hmm. and i think i find a lot of that time out on the golf course oh okay yeah which is what you do essentially every weekend i'm assuming I, yeah i mean i try and golf when i can if i can golf one time during the week one time in the weekend mm-hmm. i'm fine I'm and happy. Is that your kind of clarity? You're like just like, you know, you're like letting go of stuff. Like for me, it's biking, you know, for yeah. me, it's kind of golfing. It's the same thing. That's yep. exactly, you know, like I said, I worked at that country club growing up and yeah. on Mondays we get to go out and play. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like that was probably the biggest release of stress or pressure or anything is going out there on Mondays, even if I'm playing by myself or if mm-hmm. I'm playing with coworkers or people that, you know, friends. Yeah, sure. It's just you forget about everything. You don't worry about the rest of the world. Even I mean, if you're playing bad or you're having a – Hey, if you're playing bad, that's better because then you're definitely not thinking about anything else. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, but if you're playing good, you know, you're pumped about that too. It's kind of a mm-hmm. win-win situation. If you're out there, you're relaxed, and it's two to four hours depending on how many holes you're playing, and yeah. nobody bothers you. Mm-hmm. It's great. That's awesome. So aside from the daily routines and kind of uh, uh, those stuff and dealing with stress, is there a personal growth skill that you're currently working on to develop, you know, something that you're trying to better yourself? What are you looking on to improve? How are you developing personally? You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. I think um, I think just knowledge in general. I think, like I said, it, you, you got to be learning every day. Mm-hmm. I think the newest term that I've heard is woke. <laughs> you gotta be woke so you gotta you gotta understand the real world like uh, you, you have to you have to know yourself yeah you have to be comfortable in yourself and mm-hmm. then once you can kind of get a good grasp of that you can start understanding how other people feel too yeah yeah and i think it's like you know it's this it's the societal view of how do people truly feel about certain things or how does this really affect other people at yeah. a people person to person level it's not right yeah, I'm not making a business decision here, but I'm making a people decision here. Sure. How is it going to impact my relationship or whatever? Yeah, or somebody else's relationship, even mm-hmm. if I'm not even a part of it. I mean, it's like simple things that you just have to understand what goes on in somebody else's head. Sure. And when you're talking to somebody, it's like, you know, they say, what is it, 90% of communication is nonverbal? Yeah. So- something crazy it's like really that. It's really high. And I think that's huge because you're thinking about – what people say isn't nearly as important as mm-hmm. how what they say makes you feel. Yeah. Well, and, you know, their body language and all that kind of stuff and how they're like where they're looking. Yeah. Like, you listen with your ears, mm-hmm. but you kind of you hear people with your eyes or with your tone. I mean, yeah, there's so much more going on. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like it, it, if somebody says something that makes me feel a kind of an uncomfortable way. I'm going to be uncomfortable regardless of what words they did. Sure. You know, yeah, um, yeah. But vice versa if i say something weird mm-hmm. I, I mean i could say it and smile and somebody's probably gonna smile back and not really under what you know <laughs> yeah they're not gonna get it yeah so it's i don't know it's the delivery but it's also uh I, I was curious too going back to you know you're saying after you know yourself then you should get to know your surroundings and you have to be aware of those how did you figure out who you are like how did you really like know yourself and get to know personally who you are because i've had a couple friends and other people ask me you know i don't know what i want to do i don't know where my passions are i don't know how to find who i am yeah. you know 
That's a deep question for me because um, growing up with my brother, you know, we didn't really have a strong father figure in the house. Mm -hmm. Um, So we kind of had to develop our own ideas of what it is to become a man or what it is to. Sure. So your brother is a really big influence. Yeah, I mean, I like to think I was a bigger influence on him, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we play off each other's strengths really well. I mean, he's always been very school smart, mm-hmm. um, very you know open to people. He's like just this cheerful guy, kind of like people are drawn to his happiness or his like ability to just. Oh yeah, he walks in a room, everyone starts yeah, smiling. Yeah, and he's you know what? And another thing that I think is important is just your ability to be vulnerable sometimes. Oh yeah, it's a good one. And that's something that I think I've learned from mm-hmm. Justin is just like I mean, the more you really kind of expose yourself, that's being true to yourself at the same yeah. time. And other people hear that, they see that, and then mm-hmm. they do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's how you can communicate at a much deeper level. Oh yeah, yeah, no um, doubt. But what? Sorry, what was your original question here? I feel like no, it's all good. <laughs> You want to, um, how did you figure out who you were? You oh. talked, so your brother's a big influence in finding yourself out. And yeah. I, I, I mean, I probably figured that one out on the golf course too. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good know. one. Yeah. You, you, you battle throughout school on, you know, mm-hmm. social aspects or just grades or, you know, the sports teams that you're playing on. But, yeah. um, did you try a lot of new stuff when you're in high school and kind of like, you know, did you try a bunch of new things? And you, like you said, you don't like schedule. So I'm yeah. assuming it was pretty chaotic and you're just doing everything <laughs> to figure out what you liked and didn't like. Well, my mom would drive us to school every day, which is a pain now that I know how <laughs> difficult it is to wake up in the morning and do all these things. It's like, man, if I had to take two kids to school in the morning right. and do everything that I do now, God, that'd be tough. But, um, I think, yeah, I, uh, I tried a lot of different sports. I tried a lot of different things and I failed at a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember another golf story. My first, my freshman year, I had golf for one year prior to this. I started golfing in eighth grade. Okay. And then freshman year I had random golf clubs in my basement, had no idea where they were from. <laughs> and the coach is like, all right, bring, you know, a pitching wedge, a seven iron and a driver. Mm-hmm. And Braemar golf dome is where we do this. And I show up, I hit the golf balls. Apparently I did all right the first time. So he invited me to play in the next round of tryouts, which is at Dwan golf course over here. Mm-hmm. And you play 18 holes. And I think par on 18 holes is a 68. So a 68 is considered average you know, or the, not a- I mean, above average. That's like, you know, okay. you played the course and you played really well. Yeah. Yeah. If you're shooting in the seventies, you probably make the team. If you're shooting in the eighties, you got a chance. Okay. And I shot 108. <laughs> I was stoked. I had no idea. I never played 18 holes. I was like, you know what? I shot 108. I feel great. I hand the coach my card. He's like, you don't have to come back tomorrow. I'm like, nailed it. <laughs> I asked my buddy next to me. He's like, what would you shoot? He's like, well, I shot an 82. I'm like, did you make it? He's like, yeah, I'm, I was told to play, come back tomorrow. And I'm like, well, I was told not to. Oh, I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> you had no idea. <laughs> had no idea. I mean, <laughs> But I don't know. I, I stuck with the game, and I play a lot now, a lot That's better awesome. than that. But I never did try out for the team again. I actually started running track in the springtime. So Okay. Wish I would have. But do you do? Are you in any teams now, or do you just do it for fun, for golf? I play in a lot of tournaments, a lot of charity events. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I'd like to you know join a club someday, and I think mm-hmm. yeah, you'd, I think back to, I mean, I don't know. I met I met so many people working at that golf course mm-hmm. that have helped me throughout my career. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to give back and you want to Yeah, I'd love to do stuff that people have done for me for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, a lot, right? I guess when I was going through school after my first two years of college at Normandale, mm-hmm. um didn't I mean, I saved up a decent amount of money from bartending, but I didn't have enough to go somewhere else to school necessarily. I actually ended up going trying for the uh, Bloomington Fire Department. <laughs> takes about eight months to get on there after all the vigorous tests and, uh, you know, trials that you, you go sure. through. Uh, I you forgot sit, you did that. Yeah, all <laughs> sorts of stuff. I mean, you sit down with a psychologist to make sure that you're mentally sound, all sorts of stuff. And, yeah. Um, after finally getting accepted onto the fire department, about a week later, I got a letter from St. Thomas saying that I could maybe go there. You know, I, they gave mm. me the acceptance letter and how much money they would give me. Right. And it was still a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I ended up, I talked to some of the members at Minnesota Valley. One guy that I barely even knew, he comes over to me, he's talking to me at the bar. He's a mm-hmm. St. Thomas alumni. And he was like, well, what's the difference in the cost from, you know, one year or one semester at Normandale, one semester here mm-hmm. um, based on these scholarships and everything? 
And I told him, and he's like, well, how about I split that with you? I'm like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> he's like, well, if I split wow. that with you, would that convince you to just go already? Because, yeah, yeah. you know, I see a lot in you, and I think it's time to, you know, keep moving forward instead of, you know, fire department's great, and I'll be, you can always go back to that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I talked to the chief of the fire department, and he's like, yeah, dude, if you have the opportunity to finish your degree and that's what mm-hmm. you want to do, you need to do that. And uh, I'll have a spot open for you here if you ever want to come back. That's crazy. <laughs> Makes the decision pretty easy, right? Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. That's really cool. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, that's a, I wouldn't even call that a random act of kindness. That's so much more than that. And yeah. Well, I mean, it's still a random act of kindness. It's just you, you value it way more than. I mean, yeah, that's life altering for me and mm-hmm. very little of an impact. I mean, he changed my life a hell of a lot more than he took away from his own. Sure. And it's like, I'd love to be able to do that for somebody else someday, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure. Honestly, you probably already have just in different ways, you know, ways you wouldn't even have thought of. You give me too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to think so. I mean, that's that's an awesome idea, right? Yeah. Um, so I know, too, let's go back to talk a little bit about your other passions outside of golf. I know for a long time you were into the longboard scene. I know you do uh, fantasy football. You do other stuff like that. Yeah, I, I love that stuff. And I think, you know, as I as I think about this stuff more, I feel like a lot of these things are – it's who you're with. I mean, I love longboarding. I love who I would longboard with or who I still do longboard with. And it's sure. like you're trying something new. You're doing something mm-hmm. maybe dangerous. Who knows? And um, I don't know. Again, you're just kind of escaping. I mean, these are what hobbies are for. To yeah. Move – I don't know. It's like it's such important time. People look mm-hmm. at it as what are these guys doing, wasting their time. Yeah. In this, but I think it's it's important to do these things. Yeah, because like one person could get that same kind of escape, you know, going out for a run in the morning for five miles. Yeah. But you and me, I would never be able to do that. No, I try it. <laughs> <laughs> but and then fantasy football, it's like, you know, if you're doing it with people like friends or your office, it's like mm-hmm. the, the camaraderie behind it is so much fun. You know, people are oh, yeah, yeah. talking smack or rivalry, like whatever. Excited about one thing or another. But it, it mm-hmm. back, back to spreading happiness, it's like. Even yeah. if you're upset about something, you're kind of laughing about it. You know, nobody's too upset. Yeah, it's, it's all like fun. Little competition is always fun. I mean, it just mm-hmm. when people have some. I mean, you put twenty bucks down. People have something. It could be five bucks down. It doesn't matter what the dollar amount. It's more just you know somebody's kind of committed to wanting to win, and they get that competitive edge, and it's fun to see people fired sure. up. You know, that's awesome. I like that. Yeah. Do you um do you have any sort of goals that you're looking at in the future to obtain, or any sort of like you know, stuff that you're hoping to get? Because I know you've accomplished a lot that you've already envisioned yourself doing way back like five years ago or three years ago or whatever. You're kind of living what you wanted to do. Where do you want to go from here? Yeah, hopefully forward, right? <laughs> I want to, <laughs> I don't a know. Good, well, what all, is forward? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I want a lot. I mean, I want a lot. I want to do a lot. Um, I want to go a lot of places. I'm not somebody who got to travel very much so far in my yeah, life. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, and I think it's important to learn new cultures. I want to go mm-hmm. to Europe. I want to go to Asia. I want to go to Africa. I mean, I just want to go Experience. learn these cultures because yeah. we are – I mean, the United States is so different than so many places around the world. I mean, our totally. values are totally mm-hmm. upside down compared to other places. And or maybe right side up. Right side up. I'm not, you know, <laughs> good, bad, or the other. You know, I don't know, but I would love to learn. I'd love to find out, you know, mm-hmm. there's so many different opinions out there, people. And I think that's, yeah. you know, if you get the chance to go out and interview people at different countries, that's going to be awesome for you. And I want to see that. I want to hear that. Yeah, you want to live that. Yeah, dude, because, I don't know, I hear all these stories about, you know, Denmark's the happiest place in the world, and their average mm-hmm. income is like $40,000 a year or something. It's sure. Like, how can that possibly be from like mm-hmm. a standpoint of, you know, the U.S. if you're not making a hundred thousand, you're not successful or whatever the, yeah you know, there's just so many, so much more pressure and being wealthy and, sure. you know, having the big house versus a lot of places in the world are way happier mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with monetary anything. Yeah. Which is what I think the U.S. gets so caught up in is this materialistic value of everything. You know, we yeah. need to have stuff we need to have all of these things and then we'll be successful yeah and it's it's kind of crazy when you think about but at the same time i think our generation is kind of the people that are starting to change that thanks to the previous generation as you know we've learned from them Mm -hmm. um but more but i'm I'm talking to someone who's talking about getting a rolex a couple months ago fake rolex fake rolex (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I don't know. That's just that's a goal someday too. It's a very bad goal to have because I don't think anybody should ever spend more but than you know two hundred bucks on a watch. But do you do you want to have any sort of materialistic stuff? Like, cause I know I do to an extent. You know, you want to look nice. Yeah. You wanna, but yeah, I mean, you you want to present, and you don't need a Rolex for what I'm talking about here. But um, you want <laughs> you want to present yourself in a professional way. You want to be taken seriously. Right. And. You know, well, whether, you just bought a brand new Jeep too, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, and that was a dream of mine too. You know, and to be yeah. able to, you know, I I kind of justified that because I paid off all of my college debt in mm-hmm. the first six months, um, which was one of the biggest accomplishments I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Getting a job right out of college, doing something I loved, mm-hmm. and I lived at home for a little bit because I wanted a Jeep. Well, not to mention my old Jeep was falling apart, <laughs> but um, it still ran. It still ran until you know. I, doesn't now maybe it does who knows <laughs> but um yeah that was a goal and sometimes you have to jump on stuff like that um could i have spent that money differently absolutely i mean mm-hmm. but i don't have regrets i mean I, I pride myself on not having regrets because it's just not worth it mm-hmm. i've made mistakes but i i wouldn't say that i would go back and change anything because so do you you don't believe in having a regret i don't believe in regrets because i think that if uh if you truly regret something then you maybe you're not uh, you're not satisfied with where you, I mean, you're not taking, mm-hmm. uh, you don't feel those accomplishments, the rest of them, because, you know, even you change one thing, I would say the whole time period or whatever, you're going to change more than one thing. So if you didn't do something that maybe you did do, or if you did do something that maybe you didn't do at the time, sure, it alters the whole course that you're on. And I think you have to appreciate where you are, no matter where you are, because mm-hmm. if you're here, you did something right. Right. And it's a little thing if you regret something mm-hmm. it's a little thing pass it on do something better in the future something you can control oh yeah no doubt do you um do you have any sort of uh tips for kind of not getting caught up in all the cycles of structure like you were talking about how you like to live life very spontaneous very non-structured how do you keep your life are you still focused on those like moments and living in the present or do you kind of get lost and you know everything kind of just going and then it's already friday or it's yeah already yeah like yeah you, i think you got to have a balance i try and keep a balance between mm-hmm. you know uh, being open-minded but still being grounded okay um like i said knowing yourself is very important and mm-hmm. knowing your morals knowing where you stand on big topics um, but also being open and intelligent enough to carry out conversations with other people that might not agree with you oh yeah yeah or just to learn about topics that you don't know about mm-hmm. and i think by doing that you know you that's can something i struggle with i'm very you know i have i'm very set in my own head and if someone tells me differently it's very hard for me to accept that sometimes yeah but yeah and it's like that but i think uh, i mean you don't always have to be right nobody has to be right all the time yeah you know boring life would be if you were right every time you said anything. And I, mean, I mean what is right or wrong we could go into that whole conversation it's an opinion yeah yeah mm-hmm. exactly and you know gosh the more you communicate with other people the more you realize that because mm-hmm. you're trying to accomplish one thing and you do it but the guy next to you is like who that cares doesn't, what yeah that, that mean? doesn't mean anything to me to him but it's like yeah. you know in your own world you do have to follow your own dreams mm-hmm. um but i think you're going to get to your dreams a lot faster if you're hearing other people out too. Yeah. Would you say uh, you kind of starting now versus when you were in college and high school, do you say you have a better work ethic and you have a better understanding of how to get things done, prioritize things, or were you more motivated earlier before you had what you dreamt of having? I mean, I don't have what I've dreamt of having yet. but um, Well, I, you're, you've made a, p- a lot of progress. Yeah, but, you know, I think – yeah. I um, you gotta stay ambitious. You always have mm-hmm. to want more, and I don't think that's a greedy thing. I think it's more of, um, you don't want to settle in anything you ever do because do you why think, should you? Okay, but you don't want to, uh, you know, if you have a goal and then you achieve it, you don't like you. Th- you just want to keep moving on and find the next one, right? Yeah, away? it's a building block. It's a building block. You set a goal, mm-hmm. you achieve it. You set another goal, you achieve it. Just oh, if you have the same goal, you heighten it. It's like you know, I want to make a million dollars by the time I'm forty. Sure. Great. Mm-hmm. Why? What are you gonna do with that million? I mean, there's goals are so much deeper than just like I want to do this. Okay, but why do you want to do that? What's the mm-hmm. deeper meaning here? And if you can accomplish, I mean. You think about that. I want a million bucks by 40. Okay, why do you want that? Because I think it's going to enable me to do all these other things. Okay, what other things do you want to do? You go through all those things. Why do you want to do them? Mm-hmm. You know, and there's just you, you kind of dig deeper into who you are, what you're trying to achieve. Right. Oftentimes, it's not what the original goal is. So I guess yeah, I, you got to set goals. You got to break through those goals See? because they're not barriers. They're not supposed to hold mm-hmm. you back. 
that's a weird thought because I like to when I set goals, I like to kind of not uh, after I achieve something, I like to look at it and be like, wow, like look what I've done, look what I've accomplished. And I kind of sit in it for yeah, a little bit yeah. because it feels good. But I do think it's a good thing to always continuously keep moving. But I like to enjoy it, you know, once I've accomplished it and kind of like look at it and just admire it for a little bit. Yeah, you got to celebrate the little wins no matter how little they are. But at the same yeah. time, you cannot lose focus on the big ones. That's true. That's so, a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's really important to stay focused, stay ambitious. When you ask me, do I feel like I'm working harder now or if I've mm-hmm. gotten lazy or whatever you want to call it, I think that I work harder every day. Okay. And I think every day that I go to work, I try and work harder. Every time mm-hmm. I do anything, I play golf, I want to beat the last score I had. I mean, it's just yeah. constant improvement, constant growth, constant yep. learning. I mean, those are the things that keep us moving forward. And if we're not moving forward, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste somebody else's time. Yeah, no doubt. I'm the same way. I don't want to just be living in a state of like not having any sort of self-development or even like helping others or any sort of you know i want to always be doing better and doing other things for other people or whatever the case may be yeah whatever it is it's just do something yeah and uh (laughs) you you want something find a way to do it Mm -hmm. or if you can't think of anything if you're like man i am so set in my ways i'm happy i don't need anything okay ask somebody that you care about what do they want can you do anything to help them oh yes like Mm -hmm. there's nobody i don't believe in the term bored i don't think anybody should ever be bored (laughs) i like that i can't think of a single time that i've ever been bored because Mm -hmm. i mean i even like you and your brother yeah i can't imagine you guys being bored if you're not doing something you're out in the garage working on bikes or something (laughs) whether it's your bike somebody else's bike i mean yeah who cares it's just you're doing something you're not necessarily helping yourself but you're helping Mm -hmm. somebody else and you're staying active maybe you're learning a new skill i mean Mm -hmm. whatever it may be that's funny someone dropped off a bike earlier today that we got to work on this weekend yeah and that's awesome it's just you know and i'm sure it's just you're 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 doing it to help somebody else out yeah no doubt Sure, it, it takes time, but it's doing yeah. something you love to help somebody else do something they love. Exactly. And, I mean, we love riding bikes, too. So, like, why wouldn't we help someone else go ride their bike, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Do you have any, um, like, I know we're getting kind of – we're wrapping up a little bit. I think we've kind of talked – we've got a lot of good stuff we went through on this sure. podcast. Is there any kind of last-minute thoughts or anything you want to talk about real quick? Any last ideas you want to give to the world? You know, I had a talk with a – one of my best friends, Andre, last weekend, we were just sitting on the porch and, mm-hmm. um, you know, we actually had a long discussion on the difference between a porch, a balcony or a deck and all these things, but that's besides the point. <laughs> um, we, we just started talking about, you know, he, he's got a dream. He'd love to at least try to play in the NFL, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it's maybe in his opinion too late or something. There's just not a lot of practicality behind that. And I'm yeah. thinking, you know, in what situation could you do something like that? And, mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to piece it together. Like, you know, if I could afford not to work for a year or two mm-hmm. years and have a professional trainer train me in these things that I'm yeah. physically able to, I've got the motivation. That's not the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but some people have access to that and some people don't. And I think you know, we would probably have a lot better football teams if there was a program for that or something. Right. I but think it's really good to be, you know, it's not a matter of fact of having the resources to do something, but I think it's being resourceful for tied what you to have. That, yeah, and tied mm-hmm. to the drive. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, if you look at that on a bigger scale, it's like there's probably a lot more going on than that. I mean, people sure want to go to the NFL or NBA or something, but there's probably sure. people that want to go to the moon, <laughs> you know, people that right. want to do huge things to make our society grow like that. I mean, if we had yeah. – 10,000 students coming out of college that Mm -hmm. literally were paid to focus on something that they love and the thing that they love is trying to get to Mars or something like that. I mean, something huge. That they really, yeah. If they got paid and were funded to do this, which is what they love to do for 20 years, I bet Mm -hmm. you 20 years from now, easy, we'd have somebody on Mars, we'd have somebody on the moon, we'd do these things. With kids with those work ethics, though. Yeah. What about people who would go through that and then just, you know, sit on the couch and play video games for six hours or, like, eat a bag of chips kind of thing? I hear you, but I have a hard time thinking that the majority of people would do that, because I think if our education system was more tied to following passions or following talents or following mm-hmm. things that you love or that you're just good at yeah people don't get discouraged i mean if you i still think i was better at quick math in elementary school those mm-hmm. time tests oh you yeah pl- yeah you know the, what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah the multiplication sheets and the uh, plus and my like i could do math in 20 seconds and solve <laughs> 20 different problems 
could I do that today? Not a chance. <laughs> Why is that? I have no idea. But that's such a great, like, I mean, things like that. You learn all your base skills yeah, yeah. in those grades. But then all of a sudden you go to high school. Yeah, I think, you know, people act stupid in high school. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I think people get discouraged because maybe calculus isn't their best subject or maybe math isn't their best subject. Maybe yeah, they have yeah. a hard time spelling or reading. Mm-hmm. And we value those things so high that if you're, you know, if you get a D in English class, you, you know, you, you call in yourself an idiot or you're thinking, you know, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough for this. And that drives people into the ground. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whether that's a source of, you know, depression or just people thinking that they're not worth what they maybe are worth because mm-hmm. they have other talents, but they're not seen as as important. I mean, you could be a world class chef yeah. in ninth grade and nobody would know it right. because you don't know how to spell the word chef or something. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a very good point. Like look at Eminem, you know, that famous rapper. Yeah, like he. You know, it was really he did really bad in all the other subjects, but he was so driven in himself, you know, with words and rhyming and all that stuff. And I was lyrically probably the best to ever rap. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's t- and, and yeah, I just think if people feel more fulfilled in those younger ages, they're going to be happier mm-hmm. and they're going to be better at whatever that is that they're good at. So right. if we could function or if we could kind of, I don't know, change something, you know, I'm not, I don't have the answers. I just have an idea for it, but right. if people are doing something that they love or that they're good at. They're mm-hmm. going to be better at it. But yeah. Well, I got an idea. I really, I don't know if I told you about this, but I really want to get into public speaking in schools and yeah. with the youth and all that stuff. Cause I think they're like, that's what I want to be doing. I want to influence these younger people. I think you'd be about, great at that. Yeah. Yeah. But I need to figure out where to go. How do I get Yeah. Dude, that schools? comes down to your drive, you know, figure it out, go in there, <laughs> yeah. talk to the principal. They're probably going to scan you, make sure you're not carrying anything. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> crazy how it, intense schools are but yeah you know, maybe it's for the good maybe it's for the bad i don't well, know yeah there's been a lot of shootings in the there past has. there's year. been a lot of just bad just mm-hmm. nasty things but which is yeah. insane because it wasn't like that you know 50 years ago and we can't solve that i don't know i think a lot of it could be social media pressure built up from mm-hmm. social anxiety things like that oh yeah but i think uh, again well, and I it's the like need for attention too attention yeah. is huge but i think it goes back to like if you're in school and you're doing something that you're good at you're mm-hmm. doing great at it you're getting that recognition you have that self-fulfillment you're going to carry it forward and you're going to do it yeah yeah and you're not going to feel bad because you don't you know do these other basic things that aren't you don't do that great but you do something that you are great at right and i feel like you know if you do that you're moving somewhere regardless of if it's somewhere where you're going to make $150,000 a year or if you're going to make $20,000 a year. It's just like yeah. focus on something. Mm-hmm. If you love it, you're going to make a living doing it. Yeah, that's where you're going to find the most value out of yourself. That's where you're going to be the happiest. That's where you're going to make everyone else around you the happiest. Yeah, and if you can you mm-hmm. know, figure your finances and stuff out at a young age, you can do those things. But yeah. I think that's, again, the separation of wealth in our society is huge. And I'm trying to look at this from not just a geographical standpoint, but from like an age standpoint. I mean, oh, yeah. people by the time they're 80 have a million bucks, mm-hmm. especially our generation with inflation, yada, yada, yada. If you don't have a million bucks by the time you're 80, something got messed up in between. Sure. That maybe it could have been prevented. Maybe it couldn't. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you're learning these basic skills at a young age, hopefully, you know, you'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. But the difference between, you know, a hundred thousand dollars when you're 80 mm-hmm. and a hundred thousand dollars right now when you're in your 20s is yeah. just enormous oh yeah no doubt so like when i was talking to andre about like the whole figuring out how to follow a dream when you can't necessarily afford to follow the dream geez wouldn't it be great if you could write yourself a check from like oh when i'm 80 i don't need a hundred thousand but right now i do so you know That's it'd be funny. great to be able to give yourself that but we can't do that it's impossible but well we i can mean do. you know what I, you go ahead I, I don't want to interrupt. You finish your thought. Well, I was just going to say we can do that for our next generation. And I'm not saying create a bunch of entitled brats out there just giving money when they're super <laughs> young. But I'm saying yeah, yeah. if you know if people learn the right things starting off, and I could be totally insane for thinking this, but mm-hmm. and they had the ability to do them, God, I just feel like we would be a happier, more productive society as a whole. Oh, I totally agree. You know, if we – I think that there there have to be a lot of kinks worked out because, oh, you yeah. know, there's so many – different scenarios and different people and different personalities and all that stuff. Yeah. But I totally think that that would be an idealistic world, you know, like that would right, be right. Right. Far-fetched maybe, but it would yeah. be great. And it's mm-hmm. like, it goes back to how do people learn their true morals? And yeah, exactly. How do people ground themselves? It's different in every house. But going back to what you're saying about writing yourself a check, I, I totally disagree yeah. with that. I have a check that I wrote to myself that's sitting in my mirror that I look at every day that I wrote for $50,000. So Hell I mean, yeah. <laughs> but you haven't cashed it yet. No, but I will. <laughs> Hell yeah. And that's, yeah, I remember when you did that, dude. I thought that was <laughs> awesome. I've never heard of anybody else doing it, and it's great. Yeah. But, I mean, geez, 
I just think that we could do so much if we had, you mm-hmm. know, just something to keep us on track like that. Well, I think I think we'll get there eventually. I mean, maybe at one point when our society or our nation reaches a certain point, then we'll come to a realization. But it takes a lot for people to change and for systems to change. You know, it's just a yeah. And there's always, I mean, there's always going to be people stuck in their ways. There's mm-hmm. always going to be negativity. People are. Yeah, people are human. I mean, that's part of us. Exactly. We're not happy all the time. Mm-hmm. We'd like to be, but we get. In I don't situations. think it's a good thing to be yeah. healthy or happy all the time. No, either. you have to have battles with yourself, mm-hmm. with other people. I mean, you have to. That's how you develop your morals, right? I mean, oh, if you yeah. never argue with somebody about something, you'll never really develop your own true opinion on it. Mm-hmm. No so, doubt. Yeah, and if you you lose the argument, maybe you feel the other way now. But if you win the argument, you feel better about your stance. It's just mm-hmm. one way or another. It's it's good to have these conflicts i mean i don't know it's, it's probably why politics is a thing now i guess <laughs> now that i think about it but i don't, yeah. I don't know that, that'll get us on all sorts of other topics yeah maybe <laughs> we should steer away from those uh cool man well i think uh this is really awesome I'm, I'm really stoked that you got to come out and we could sit down and have this conversation i think a lot of people are gonna like this and i'm amped yeah dude i i love love being here i'm happy you asked me to do this and uh, well, of course how could i not i don't know I don't know. Somebody else probably has a better opinion on something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll interview them next week. Oh, perfect. I'll listen. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, man. Um, All right. Well, I want to thank you guys for listening. As always, share it with your friends. If you thought this was cool, you know, give it a thumbs up or give it a like. Drop a comment. I'm curious to see uh, what do you want to hear next? I'm always – I really want to hear feedback. You know, what can I do differently? What can I do better? You know, who do you want to hear? Is there someone that I should interview next? Or even if one of you guys want to be interviewed, I would totally be down to sit down with someone who listens and talk to them. I think that would be really cool. But uh, you could say your farewells. (laughs) All right. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Of course. Take it easy, everyone, and make today the best day of your life. (laughs) 